Hello and welcome to Hail Dear Old Pod. It is Wednesday, June 7th. Uh, we're just three guys being dudes talking about dogs. We got our good friend Dal Green on the show with us today. Uh, he's going to give his his insight and his opinions. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, specifically uh, baseball. Guys, uh, the dogs are super. I think I think we all knew it was going to happen. They rolled into Baseburg, as they love to call it, um, and we we got the regional win. Uh, we lost the first one to South Alabama, of course. Came back, uh, won the rest of them. Never never any doubt. I I don't think so. Um, just just an electric Monday night playing those two championship games against Southern. Uh, into the wee hours of Tuesday morning, it was it was quite 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 a weekend for the dogs. Uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on this past weekend in Hattiesburg? Man, whirlwind of a weekend. I mean, the you, you probably couldn't start it in a worse way as a state fan. Um, like I said, as it came down last week, we talked about it a little bit on last week's episode. We were wondering who was going to start Game One and. You know, Cam Zero came out aggressive. He started Cole Gordon and vintage uh, topsy-turvy Cole Gordon for the year. Uh, he follows up his seven shutout innings against Florida and barely makes it out of the third inning against South Alabama in a losing mm-hmm. effort. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was one of those games where the bats really weren't clicking anyway. I mean, it was just a rough game. And it kind of – you just kind of looked at it and go, okay, this doesn't look good. Because at this point now we have to win four games in a row. Uh our pitching is already low. I mean, we, we're literally now just going to look at it and say, let's hope we get three complete games out of our next two starters. Mm. Uh, and lo and behold, I mean, we get an eight-inning eight inning great performance from uh, Pilk. Got to love it. I mean, just, you know, that that's a team we should dominate. Uh, it got mm-hmm. a little testy there at the end, but, yeah. uh, you know, we're able to pull it out. That, that's, a, that's a momentum winner because, like I said, you got to get in the win column before you can start thinking about championships. Um but, I mean, what can you say about them that Monday? I mean, I'm not even talking about the the second South Alabama game. That was a big win, obviously. But I mean, it all comes down to this team is defined by its grittiness. I mean, we talked about it all year. This team has a lot of grit. They play with the chip on their shoulder. We beat Southern twice. Regional host playing at 5:30. Second after winning the first game, second game didn't even first pitch went until 9:30 mm-hmm. local time. Right. I mean, this is one of those games we talked about it. I believe we brought it up, I believe it was back in April. We had a game that went into the wee hours of the morning, and I put it in my doghouse because I wasn't happy about it. Right. This is one of those times I'm okay with late games. You know mm-hmm. what? We're in, we're in May and June. This is when late-night baseball is supposed to happen. So I was okay with it. Um, but just, I mean, what what a performance from the dogs. The, do- the dogs really showed character. They showed grit. This was, I think, uh, the second game was, was it their 23rd come-from-behind win of right. the year? Yep, yep. It's that's unheard of. I mean, this this dog team literally knows they, – they don't know when to stay down. Mm-hmm. You can knock them down. You can be up five runs. You can be up two runs. You could be up nine runs. This dogs are going to fight. Right. Uh, it's really it's really a gym to see. It gives you about three heart attacks per t- two innings. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we, li- we live and die by that. Like I said, if I, I, anything, these dogs are going to put me in an early grave. I definitely got at least another 30 days taken off my life this past weekend. But – you live for it as a dog fan. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, Dow, what do you got? Oh man, I'm I'm right there in the same boat with Jeremy. Um, it was 
it was a heart attack waiting to happen, mm-hmm. a stroke, aneurysm, all all the <laughs> medical terms you want to use, they were about to happen. Oh, um, yeah. People all around the block hearing me scream and yell at the television, and by God, did the dogs not make something happen last night. But, I mean, like you said, lad, it was never in question. I don't <laughs> think so. Never We had know. to make it, right, you know, we had to make it close for, for TV purposes and everything, <laughs> but, I mean, it's... But I mean, all joking aside, I don't know. It's it's something about this team, you know. I mean, we we all talked earlier about it. You know, they just like you just said, Jeremy. They find a way to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know how. I, it still baffles me. I mean, every day after a game, just thinking about it, like you said, the come from behind victories, the inability to get runners home. Ugh. I mean, with runners in scoring position, just. Right. Like oh well that's an out. Um, we're we're still garbage at that, which is just it's amazing that we're a super regional <laughs> team and we literally struck like well we put how many times did we have the bases loaded in those last two games like too six many or times. seven too many times oh and I, and I think we got probably only four runs out of it right like it's unreal yeah mm-hmm. like out of out of the whole regional I think we had like one game where we didn't bat like a hundred with runners in scoring position it was something I mean we're but at the end of the day. We wake up this morning and we're practicing. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for we're getting ready for a super in Baton Rouge this weekend. And you know, this is the you know it's such a cliche to say, but getting hot at the right time of the year. I mean, we had while while we're not doing all the things right, you know, that you would love to see. Um, like you said, have some teams before, right? We're we're winning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're winning games, and so it just now boils down to. A series at a time. Mm-hmm. Got to win two out of three, mm-hmm. and then you go to Omaha, and then you got to win two out of three, and you just keep on, and then the dogs are are hoisting a trophy. But <laughs> we'll save that for a you, couple weeks. You made winning a national championship look sound so easy. <laughs> I mean, for a team, just, just win, for a team, just win just, two out of three, guys. Yeah. It's not hard. Just win yeah. two out of three. Look, it was it was like <laughs> I saw on Twitter the other day uh, a guy that I know that's arguably one of the biggest state baseball fans in the world mm-hmm. that he uh. He said after we lost that first game, guys, this is nothing. The dogs have come back and have won four in a row five different times this season. Now it's six. Mm-hmm. So while the odds are stacked against us, and, I mean, Alex Box is probably the toughest, if not the toughest, it's top two or three in the country yep. to play this, this time of the year. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, while it doesn't look ideal for the Bulldogs, hey – we're there. You yeah, know, we're putting, we're getting, we're putting our nine out there just like they are, and let's play ball. Mm-hmm. Also, this needs to be said. Remember the team that won the Baton Rouge Super Regional last season? A little team named Coastal Carolina. What they end up doing? Oh, just won hmm. the College World Series. So, hey, y'all say y'all say uh, Alex Box is really intimidating. Uh, actually, lad, we talked about this on the podcast for you. Uh, few months ago you know we've had a losing streak we haven't won there since last year so we're actually this is also true yeah that's true it's time it's time to break that streak we've gone a whole it's time to break that streak i mean we were we were literally we were almost like probably close to like 200 300 days like this is ridiculous yeah we need to go back there and win yeah you know for us you said it the other day that you know coach canizera wanted to make hattiesburg start full south right do you think he would be opposed to us moving it a little further south this weekend I, I think he'd be all for that. I think he would. I mean, uh, I, we're just Stark Rouge. We're, 
<laughs> right. Start, start Rouge. I love it. We're, we're moving Startful. Hashtag Start Rouge. A, start Rouge. A, across, across the nation. One yeah. one city at a time. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to have to make it Startful. Let's see. What is it? Northwest? Midwest? Midwest. 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 Uh, we've been there before. I, I, I would love to to make a Stark few more Maha. memories. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Omaville. I don't know. Something, don't something don't worry, guys. I'm here all week with these great analogies or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Matter words, guy. I mean, we we are the Oma dogs. We Just are the Oma dogs. It, it, I, I was that's who we I are. was literally saying that somebody. I'm like, we're the Oma dogs. That's what we are. Yep. Yep. But yep, we we find ourselves still in it. We are one of the last 16 teams to still be playing baseball. Uh, we got a very tough super regional matchup. At Alex Box in Baton Rouge against the Bayou Bengals. Uh, let's let's go get let's go get some revenge. You know they swept us at home. Let's let's pull a let's pull a Coastal Carolina on them. Let's just let's shock the world. I don't think anybody's given us a chance. The odds are stacked against us, but this team this team is just they they just don't stop fighting. They don't quit. You know they're the cardi- cardiac kids. For a reason, twenty-three come from behind victories this season. Andy Canizero deserves a lot of things for what he has done in his first year as a head coach with this baseball club. It's it's mind-boggling the the injuries we've had, how he's you know th- thrown our our lineup, our, our our starting lineup batting the way it is. Rooker batting two hole, but it's working. He's just. He's done a very, very good job, and uh, I, I would, I'll say it right now: if you know, super, just getting to the super regional with this team, I, th- I think he's definitely in contention for national coach of the year. Uh, he, he's done just an amazing job. At this point, I mean, it was one of those things where I, I just laugh when I think of the people that were so openly critical of him at the beginning of the year and were right. just over here complaining about how he was not going to be the head coach, like we had made a terrible mistake hiring a coach with no head coaching experience, and he wasn't going to be able to get the job done. And it's just like, I mean, we said it at the time, it's like, guys, give him a little bit of time, let's see what happens. And I just want to know where those people are now. Like, I know there are people that are probably saying, I knew he had it from the beginning, but, like, here we are, and this coach is literally taking a ragtag group of bad news bears Sorry to say it, but like with all the injuries, our team's just like I said, we're we're just we're a band aid away from just like losing nine players. It feels like <laughs> I mean, that's not what our team yeah. feels like. But uh, I love Cam Zero. I mean, he's such a positive guy. I mean, it's, it's hard not to like listen to him, listen to his press conferences, listen to him talk to the team. There's a video that came out uh, right after the game of him talking to the team, and and you could just tell like you could see the players looking at him, and you can see after he gave his final little hoorah, the way the team rallied around him, those players just love and would run through brick walls for Kenizero. And at the end of the day, that's what I want out of my coach. I mean, you know, sometimes you have coaches that kind of are smug and nobody likes, but you want players that are literally going to, like I said, run through a brick wall for them because those are the guys that are going to win championships. That's what they, they did it for Cohen, and now, like I said, they've adopted Kenizero. I mean, he's a different style coach, I think, than Cohen. Uh, he seems more of a player's coach, while Cohen kind of had that kind of a uh, do as I say, and, you know, you're not going to like it, but you're going to get results. Mm-hmm. Kenner's arrow seems to do it with, a, you know, definitely a sense of love and care that, you know, he he, he plays for his guys. He coaches for his guys. So mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's a different style, and I'm a huge Andy fan. And I just love that he's going down there and he gets a chance to just rub it in a, that baby back bitch, 
uh, Marinari's face. Uh, he would he wouldn't acknowledge his name a couple weeks ago. I brought it up. I put him in my doghouse for it, and I'm just so happy we get one more chance. Uh, like I said, this is this. I, I was talking about it the other day. This was supposed to be the rebuilding year. This was supposed to be the year we lost 11 people to the draft. We lost our top two starters uh, in the rotation last year. We lost. I think we lost, what, four of our top six hitters from last year? Uh-huh. I mean, this was supposed to be a year where you're, you're not a down year, but like I said, a rebuilding. And we've made it just as far as we did last year with this team. So, I mean, this already I'm just over the moon at what the potential of our program is going to be with Ken because as he gets some of his guys in, it's not like he doesn't have good guys there. He has Cohen's kids, which are awesome kids to have. They've uh-huh. played in championship series as well. But uh, as he gets his kid in there, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. Sky's the limit for this program under Ken Azera with the new stadium. I cannot wait. Uh, and just to make a reference to what, what this game, this series is going to be like, uh, I don't like this movie. We already talked about it last week. It's the second best of this series. But this is Rocky Three. You know, we got, our, we, got our, we got tattooed by Mr. T in the first game against LSU. But you know what? Did he quit? No. He had a little Rocky montage, a.k.a the Hattiesburg Regional, and now we're about to come out, and we're going to hit LSU, and we're going to knock them out in the third round. I'm calling two-game sweep. Dog went in two. Oh, okay. Two-game sweep. Dow, how are you feeling about this Super Regional? Man, it's it's like I told you earlier, guys. I just, I mean, I may just kind of be riding that high from last night. Uh-huh. You know, a late night, not a lot of sleep, so you wake up still, still feeling that emotion, but I mean, I'm I'm with you, Jeremy. I don't I, I don't know if it I don't know if I can go on and say, hey, two game sweep. But I feel one okay one hundred percent. I'll say it two game sweep. <laughs> that's kind of scary. But I feel supremely confident that the dogs get it done this weekend. I mean, yes, if you were to ask someone across the country right now, who do you think the hottest team in college baseball is? You're going to get Oregon State. You're going to get LSU. Those right. are going to be your two answers. I mean, yep. LSU is. They're, they're red hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a yearly thing with Maneri. They want him fired all the way up until May, and then once May hits, they roll. And so, they, like I said, they come through and sweep us in Startful. They run through the SEC tournament like it was an inter-squad practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they walk through their regional. Yep. But then here we are, a team that – like we've all said, just never quits, never quits battling, never gives up. And part of my rationale behind it is, yeah, LSU has, I mean, great players all over the field, great pitchers that are going to put on the mound. But we got good players too. Oh, yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they get enough credit. So, and I think that in LSU's mind, they're kind of sitting there saying, "Oh man, it was just a couple weeks ago. We swept these guys at their place." This is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna beat, we're gonna beat them in two. We're gonna walk to Omaha. Mm-hmm. Well, while they have two studs that they're gonna walk out there their first two games, we got some good pitchers too. I mean, mm-hmm. we got some guys mm-hmm. that that are coming around at the right time. So, I like our chances. Like I told y'all, Pilk, I have a hundred percent confidence we're gonna win his game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they beat Pilk twice. I just no. don't. I, no. If if they do. I'll be the first one to tell you, hey, I was wrong. <laughs> I don't think they beat Pill. And I'm really looking for – I'm really expecting somebody like Denver. I really think that, that this could be a spot where Denver comes out and has them a game similar to what Billingsley had this weekend. I don't know that it would be a complete game sort of game. Right. But 
I think it could be a case where we could see Denver go deep into a game and and you know really really help us out a lot on the on the back end. You know, not having to have our bullpen go go five five plus innings. You know, right, right. Denver can get us Denver can get us a quality start, and we're right there late in the game. And I mean, you know all you know how the dogs are late in the game. I mean, we we find a way to get it done, and I mean I'm. I think we find a way to get it done this weekend. I, I really like our chances. I, mean, right. people, I just remember this. I mean, like I said, some people might forget this. Take out that first inning from Denver's start against OSU. He was really effective from the second inning to like the fifth or sixth when he came out. So yep. I mean, it's not like yep. he pitched bad against it. He had one bad inning that he had a. He came out super hyped. He was walking people because he was elevating his fastball because he was super crunk to be pitching in front of what was probably twelve. You know, I think it was probably ten thousand fans that Thursday night or Friday night. It was Friday night. Uh, the Friday night game. Uh, so, like I said, if he can come out and just if he if he can get through the first inning, just unscathed, which I know is asking a lot. I mean, it's LSU, but right. if if Denver can get through that first inning and settle in, he has the stuff and knows that when his stuff is on, he can he can control that lineup. So I, I agree with you. I think Denver's he's probably would be my primetime player, and uh, I mean that we're gonna walk on the field with the best player probably in the regional, in my opinion, uh, a guy that. Is already, you know, he's commanding it, you know, national praise. He's got Sports Center covering him. There was a video that came out about him the past year or past week. I mean, and, and like I said, now he's leading the top of the lineup. Hunter <laughs> Snowball, you can't, you can't beat that guy. Grittiest kid we oh. have. Grittiest kid we have. I'm sorry, Dow. Did you think I was going to say someone else? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, 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 I was a thumbs up. He really agrees with it. Really <laughs> I was, I mean, I was kind of expecting you know to go to go really off the wall with you know somebody to look for. I mean, like I said, I, I look for Denver. To, to be, you know, kind of someone that to exceed expectations this weekend on the mound. Um, I would really expect, you know, I, th- I think Cody Brown is Cody Brown is ultimate. I mean, he is back against the wall kind of guy. I mean, just because he's a senior, this is mm-hmm. his last, his last for sure last go around. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, you saw what he did in Hattiesburg. Yep. I mean, I would. I would love to think that Cody Brown being right there in the middle of our lineup can keep going, you know, can, can stay hot and can really help the Bulldogs this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I think we, we get good performances out of both of them. Uh, and of course, don't, don't you dare leave out Gridley because he, he's just, uh, solid at shortstop. Uh, I, I, I think, I think you guys are right. I think we're hot at the right time. If you can't put us away early, we're going to come back and beat you. We've done it 23 times this season. That's what we do. We're the cardiac dogs. Um, hey, don't don't sleep on the power bat in the back of our lineup by the name of Josh Lovelady just tattooing yeah. balls outside <laughs> of the park. Four, four RBIs can, in one Can game. I make – Killed it. And, and on a real note, like, this is also – I mean, we uh, it's not just we're hot right now. I think we finally know who our nine best hitters are. Right. Like we, I think that yeah. last game – Mm-hmm. Even Harrison Bragg, who yep. was that nine-hole DH, and he might have mm-hmm. only been DHing because Cole Gordon was pitching. Uh, but Harrison Bragg, he went two for four. I mean, he didn't have a double, but he obviously has the power to do it. But if he can just be making good contact like he was in Hattiesburg, right? Uh, he's got the power to like he's going to find some gaps. He should be able to find some gaps, find some holes if he connects on the right pitch. He can hit it just as far as somebody like Rooker can. So I think we know finally it's t- it's taken us close to you know 50 60 games to figure out but we know who our nine best hitters are yep we know who we know who our rotation is uh we'll get into that later with the great question that was asked via twitter Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we're ready for this series. We've walked into every series up until this point, I feel like, not really knowing, okay, what lineup are we going to roll out? You know, should we, should we flip this? Should we flop that? Who are we going to start on Saturday? Who are we going to bring back on Sunday? I think we know who we are now. We know exactly the recipe we want to create. You know, we, we want to survive. We, we're not we're not a knock-em-out-early team. We mm-hmm. just want to survive until the sixth inning. We want to be in game sixth or seventh inning, and we have the players to get it done from the seventh to the ninth, unlike anybody in the country. Right. And I think LSU knows that. And I guarantee you, I've already talked to one of my LSU buddies today. He doesn't want to play us. He, he said, I don't care if we start y'all. Y'all are the one team probably of the SEC teams I didn't want to see again. You, know, you don't want to see Canizero and the Cardiac Dogs come into Baton Rouge. Mm. That's the last thing you want to see as an LSU fan. Because we're not intimidated by Alex Box. The last time we were there, we took two or three from y'all. Right. Andy Canizero is going to have those players ready to literally run through Coach Orgeron's offensive line if it need be, to play this team. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're – and like I said, our lineup is, is ready. Our lineup is as, com- as complete as it's been all year. Our pitching is as complete as it's – like I said, we, it may have been a little inconsistent at times this past weekend, but when you look at from the SEC tournament to this to this regional, our starting pitching has been as consistent as it's ever been. I mean, we had two – we had we had three pitchers go six innings mm-hmm. in back-to-back weekends. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that all year. So our pitching is actually as much as it – you know, everybody was talking about it was a, not a weakness this weekend, but like, you know, oh, Wednesday's pitching going to give out. I, I didn't think it was really going to give out. I just knew we, you know, had to trust the same arms like we've always been. But the pitching's been exceptional for Mississippi State this year. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, it's, it's no Dakota and Austin Sexton, but for what we've wanted this year, we can't ask for much more. So we're going in as the best Bulldogs we've been the entire year. Right. I'm really pumped about that, which is why I'm confident. We got a chip on our shoulder already. LSU, like Dow said, they're going to come in there and think, Cake, cakewalk. All we gotta do is just show up. We're probably gonna beat them. We already swept them three games that weren't really even that close. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I like the recipe for the dogs to come in there. Pilk wins game one, and then I'm I love Dow's uh, selection of Denver McQuarrie. I think he's got a really big game left in him because I really think he's gonna he's, he's got star potential. Denver Denver is probably uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing as he develops over his dog career. Right. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, you you can see it when he starts. Like. And, when and the same thing. Ninety-six in the first, it's unreal. <laughs> the same, the same thing with Billingsley. You know, I mean, when those two guys throw strikes, we're really good. And then when they don't, is when we get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that this is going to be one of those cases, like you said, if Denver can just settle in early, just not, not walk two guys in the first, I think he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And another little bold prediction, you know, since I'm out there with saying that Denver is going to give a like start this weekend you touched on it a second ago kind of stole my stole my thunder i'm calling a harrison bragg homer this weekend <laughs> I, I i i feel like he hits a tank i feel like one of the lsu pitchers is they're gonna try and because sometimes you know bragg will look a little unsettled at the plate I like feel like one whipping of, at 93 mile an hour fastballs because yeah I, that's i that's think somebody's gonna try unsettled. and he, somebody's gonna try and challenge him with one of them he's gonna be guessing right and it's going to be gone forever. <laughs> he can. He can definitely. He's got some. He's got some put out power. That's that's for sure. My my, my bold prediction of the weekend is going to be uh, Josh Lovelady hits a ball deep in the hole at shortstop and beats out the throw. Ooh. Hey, did y'all see him get that double Monday night? <laughs> Slot. You mean into you mean you mean, the, you mean the ball that bounced around on Hardy Street for like thirty minutes and then made its way back into the field and then he still slid in second? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Did you see the one that? The fielder fell down, 
got up, yes. gathered himself, threw it to first, and still <laughs> mm. threw him out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I tweeted I, something about that. I said, uh, yeah, the, if if Lovelady wanted to be safe on that, that grounder right there, he needed the, the third baseman to at least slip about three more times. Yeah. So, like I think, I think with all the feet, rain, Josh Lovelady. I think feet. with all the rain, they should have Josh Lovelady should have asked him to put a slip and slide on the first baseline, and that way he can get some extra slide into it, and that would have <laughs> given him a chance. But uh, hey, I we can we can joke about his speed all we want. We've joked about it before. That that tanky hit, like hey, you, yeah, you can't ask for more from your two seniors, uh, Cody Brown and Josh Lovelady, to both hit tanks in the same game mm-hmm. to lead the dogs. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that's what uh, that's what that's what storylines are for. That, like I said, I'm sure all the the big J journos like Bob and them were just, you know, really pumped about that to be able to write about that. And uh, right. we, we give kudos to Bob. He's a friend of the podcast. Uh, sure. Talked to him many a time. Yeah. But uh, like that, that's just awesome. Like I said, Josh, like, we, we make fun of him. We criticize him, but he's been a workhorse behind the plate. Uh, I think he's caught pretty much every game. I, I know he came out at one point. Dustin Skelton had to catch the last couple pitches of those yeah. games with Riley Self, which that's his teammates. I love how everybody now is like, it's going to be really difficult for him to catch this cutter. And I'm like, He's been catching for him all year in high school. He knows the cutter's coming. Yeah. yeah. Also, I love that they I love the comparison they made at one point. Whoever was covering the announcers, who I normally hate, how they were talking about Riley Self was like a one pitch guy. He's got his cutter, and it's kind of like he's Mariano Rivera. I'm I'm digging that. I'm digging the Mariano Rivera comparison. I'm digging that he literally does know. Hey, all I got's a cutter, but you know what? You still can't hit it, and he just throws it anyway. So, uh, like I said, it seems like they're grooming Riley to really become kind of like the holder of our bullpen for the next couple of years where he's probably going to be the lockdown closer. And I love it. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I know there was talks about him being a starter. He's got a big body. He's got the prototypical starter body. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm really pumped. I'm really pumped. Like I, said, I love seeing him. Like I said, when he came in at the end of that game, I was at that point, my, I, I didn't completely let myself get carried away with we've got this. But I felt a lot better than uh, Spencer Price, who's kind of been a little streaky. Uh, Former former Meridian Eagle, a little worried about him, but uh, he gave us some solid innings yesterday. Three innings, he ate up ate up some innings to give us a chance there at the end. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, the the one thing I can say, Jeremy, you're talking about the people trying to get on Riley about having the one pitch. Mm-hmm. Another uh, really good bulldog that pretty much threw one pitch the majority of the time. Who's doing a pretty good job of it now in the bigs? Kendall Graveman. Mm-hmm. His time at state, he threw his he threw his sinker. 90% of his pitches, and he was pretty good. And now he's the ace for the Oakland A's, and you know what his go-to pitch is now? <laughs> the cutter. Yeah. So I think the cutter's pretty good. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing Riley stick with it. I just I just love the Mariveira or Mariano comparison as a closer. I was like, man, that's, that's nasty. That's, I hope Riley still like, sees that later and just kind of like yeah. starts to get that swagger about him. Like, he's yeah, definitely I high am praise. the that is. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's a big comparison. But, it, I mean, it was a good one. Like I said, he comes in. He's He's been really good since he shifted to that closer role. And like I said, he does have a nasty A-plus cutter that every batter on that team knew was coming, and he still was able to get the last four or five outs that he had to get. I mean, it's unreal. Like, I love it, though. Like I said, our, our, te- our team is, like I said, it's funny to see our team in the last two weeks since the SEC tournament. It's taken so much shape to where you finally see the cohesive team we've been waiting on. The entire season, mm-hmm. they're there, guys. Yep. I see it. Yep, yep, right in front of me. Yep, they uh, they seem to be clicking at at the right time finally. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're feeling pretty confident. Jeremy says two two game sweep to get to Omaha. Dow, you got you got two out of three. You got to go. With three. You know what? You know what? 
screw it. I'm hopping in there with Jeremy. Let's go. Clear, clear your June. Dogs go. by ninety. Let's clear your, go. Clear your Junes. Dogs by ninety. You heard it here first. Uh, that super regional in Baton Rouge is going to be Saturday and Sunday. Uh, game three, if necessary, uh, Monday. So that's good. Um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that Canizero Palmineri rematch. Uh, you know, Maneri may have got the best best of uh, old Andy. He'll be back, bitch. Yeah, he may he may have got the better of him first time, but uh, it's it's gonna be some sweet revenge. I got a good feeling about this team. I got a good feeling about this weekend. Uh, moving on, let's get into uh, let's talk a little about basketball. I don't know if we brought it up. Uh, to to an extent last week, but um, we we got the whole Eli Wright Mario Kegler transfer saga. Um, turns out Eli Wright is going to stay. He uh, you know rescinded or what or whatever he took back his his transfer request. So we're going to have him, but it, it's looking like Kegler is is pretty much still uh, out the door. Um, just quickly. How, how how bad do you think this is going to hurt us for next season? Dal, what do you got? I think it's definitely a, a step in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talked before with Jeremy, you know, prior to last season, you know, with Mario coming in mm-hmm. and was, you know, saying the, the number one thing that I really liked about him was his ability to cause matchup problems for the other team. You know, he could, if we wanted to play big, we can play him at the three. If we wanted to play small, we can play him at the four and, and stretch him out. And, you know, he can, he can step out and, and knock down threes. Right. And so, you know, he, he caused a lot of, a lot of trouble for other defenses, you know, really helped us out, really helped us space the floor. And, and so, uh, I think it hurts. I mean, I mean, but just stating the obvious, I mean, he started every game but right. one for us last season. Yeah. So, I mean, you you lose a guy that, as a freshman, gained that much experience. You're adding depth to your team, you know, this year with, you know, bringing in Little Spoon. Um, Stapleton made huge strides over the yeah. course of the season. I'm a big Stapleton I mean, guy. Big Stapleton guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll – I was be the first to tell you I was one of his number one skeptics mm, yeah. when he first started getting minutes. Yep. But as the season went on, he got better, and I mean, he, I think he's somebody we really count on. Right. And so, you know, I think that you know, we were already thin in the front court. I mean, with the you know the uncertainty of what a doe is going to bring us right. this year. I mean, all the reports are that he's going to be a stud, but mm-hmm. until he gets out there, you never know. And so you add him, thinking, okay, you know, now we we should be pretty solid, you know, eight, nine people deep yeah. at least. Yeah. And then then you lose a guy like Mario. Mm-hmm. And I know even like you touched on Eli staying around, but at the same time, you have a guy that was looking to transfer, willing to transfer until he meets with the coach. Mm-hmm. So you you got to think that if something doesn't go his way over the course of the season, that then he kind of shuts down on you too. So yeah, yeah. Even if he's still on the roster, he's just kind of a placeholder. So I think it, and, and like I know the little bit that y'all talked about it last week. You know, I heard Jeremy say, you know, we all expected the third year to be 
the year we made that big jump. Right. I think it it could be something that that definitely hinders us a little bit, you know, just oh, yeah. until we kind of get some things worked out. Because, like I said, Mario is the perfect kind of player, especially in college, to play that stretch for. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to try and put somebody down there, you got to put a guy like Stapleton or, or even Quinn, and it kind of puts them a little bit, in my opinion, a little too much out of position there. You know, so I think it's something that, I mean, yeah. You don't ever want it to happen, but I guess if it's going to happen now, at least we have all summer to get it worked out. Right, right. But, I mean, it's something that will definitely, definitely take some good adjusting in order for us to, you know, kind of kind of just sweep it under the rug and, and, and go on and make that jump we all kind of expected this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeremy, you got any thoughts? Just disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel. I, you know, you hate to see a, a I mean, starter just, like that go out. I was just super high on this team. I mean, I was I, I was high on this from the beginning from this year. I mean, I thought I kind of expected more from us this year, which I know a lot of people did, but mm-hmm. I was really crunk for him this year. So I mean, all, all my hopes were in next year, and I, I knew Mario was playing going to be big key. I like I said, Dow was my go-to, and a lot of the knowledge around those players. He. He knew a lot of people that knew about Mario and what he could bring to the table, so I was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And you could just see this year. I mean, he was very inconsistent because you could tell he just wasn't sure of a you know like like a lot of the players, he wasn't sure exactly how to fit in just yet. Right. But uh, there, like I said, there would be at least you know three or four minutes per game, especially those last ten games, where you could just see it click for him, and you're like, man, if he could just go watch the film of what he's doing those minutes and translate it to the practice, mm-hmm. and then just work on that, and he could do it. I'm not saying doing it for 40 minutes, but if he could do it for, you know, 10 minutes each half and just go off. I mean, he's, he, he was capable of being a 20-point a guy for us and capable of, you know, playing the four and the three so to create those mismatches. And like I said, I was just excited. Like I said, with everything going on, I mean, you had the big, you know, it's Spoon coming in, but you lost Brooks. Uh, so, you know, you lost a big. We're still, like I said, you don't know what you're getting with a doe. We're still so thin on that front court. Now, I know he wasn't huge. It's not like he was a power forward. But he could play the four, and he could get down there and get some boards. I mean, he was probably – I don't know what he averaged. I think he averaged probably two to three boards a game and probably could do more in the right system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's a guy that was we, – we were going to rely on next year. Whether, whether he was going to be the big – you know, he probably wasn't going to be the leading point here. That was probably still going to fall to, baby, uh, to Q or to maybe uh, Lamar if he can get consistent. But right. he was a huge contributor for this team. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very worried. Uh, I was definitely thinking that we were going to make the big jump to the NCAAs. I thought the you know division was opening up for us. Uh, lots of you know good teams in the SEC, but I think we were we played with a lot of the good teams last year, and I think we could beat some of them next year with a little more experience. So I'm worried. I'm th- I'm thinking this might take a hit for the team. And like I said, now I don't I don't know if NCA is the hope. I mean, I I don't want to do it for Howland. And like I said, I don't know how you treat this team, but I mean NIT might be what we have to hope for next year, and I hope that yeah. not. Yeah. Be disappointing for the fans, but oh, I think it they, will be. I think there's going to be a lot of pissed off fans saying, "But they, you know." But hopefully, the real fans and the fans that understand yeah, basketball, yeah. to a degree, not me. I, I have to reach out to people that know it better than I do. Mario is huge. He's big for us to lose him. It's not starting over, but it's like restarting year two. Right. We're going to bring yeah. in, like I said, you're yeah. going to bring in the dough. You're going to bring in Nick, and now you're starting from year two again to where now you're thinking. The next year, when you know it's Nick's sophomore year, it's Lamar's junior year, it's you know Eli Wright will probably have a bigger role now, so yeah. maybe he can develop into something. So, yeah. 
And then the big recruiting year will be next year. I know there's a kid coming up hopefully next year that can maybe slide in as a freshman in two years, sorry, in two years. Uh, you know, we'll get into that later. But, I mean, there's still potential for this team. But uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, like I said, I, I just – I'm very worried that this could be a setback, huge, a big setback. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's definitely going to be a setback. A big setback for an even bigger comeback. Minor – or yeah. Well, I guess it – uh, yeah, minor setback for a major comeback, I guess. Is, is no, this is a major. It's a major setback. For <laughs> okay, major, major setback. We're go, we're going big <laughs> big scale one way, and then back to the other end of the scale one way. So it's gonna be a, great. Just a just a big life, swing. Life of the dogs, you know, going from probably like seventeen wins next year to in the thirties. Mm. Okay, all right. That's a, that, that is a big swing. That is a big swing. Hey, well, I got I got I got twenty four months for that to come true, so I bought myself <laughs> yeah, some time. Okay, all right, Tom's ticking. <laughs> Tom's ticking on that one. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be you know losing losing a guy like Kegler. That's big. Um, it's definitely going to hurt. We're going to have you know we're going to have the um, the overreaction fans coming out of the woodwork saying, well, you know we got a five in hell and now clearly he doesn't know how to run a program. This and that they're going to you know. Be mad if if all we do is make the NIT, but uh, you know, li- like you said, I th- I think I think level-headed fans will probably understand the situation, and um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll look towards the next season if uh, if this one doesn't you know turn out the way we we thought it would. Um, so that that'll do it for that. Uh, let's get into Football, Jeremy, you are so incredibly happy to announce a commit that we've got. What, who, do we, who do we got for football? We got a kicker, guys. We got a kicker. That's two now, late, right? Late, late addition to the team, late Juco addition. kicker. By I'm just gonna say, I, I, one of the reasons I'm more hyped about him is he's got a badass name, mm-hmm. Jordan Lawless. Jordan Lawless. That is a good name. That is a that is a cool last name. Yeah. I was reading up on him. He was uh, he's a, a junior college transfer from Tyler Junior College. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apaches is their uh, mascot. Oh, nice. I, I mean, he he had it, actually. I think he was last year was twelve for fifteen with a long of forty eight, and hey, thirty one of thirty one on extra points. That's key. That's Ooh. key, That's key we for need us. That. So uh, we need that. He's, a, he's he already, in my mind, he's already number one on the depth chart. So <laughs> I, 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 how don't, does he do? I don't know what we have to do. Yeah, how does he do I, with um, twenty yard field goals? What's his twenty yard range? Is he good? I, I, I'll have to do some further research. This I, I saw the art, his commitment article. They just talked about some. Of it. it was a quick paragraph about his stats from last year. And he was twelve for fifteen with a long of forty eight and thirty one for thirty one. And I I'll just kind of stopped reading because yeah, I got really that's, excited. That's good. That's, uh, that's better I'll, than we've yeah. had in, in a while. I'll I'm just sure take the long of 48. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care about the long of 48. Just give me, you know, consistently from 31. Like, that's all I want to know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. can he not? I'm, I, I just want to know where those three misses from, like, 50, 47, and 49, because I can live with that. I can live with I'm them being three yeah. misses. Like, you don't got to be perfect, but just, you know, hit hit most of them. Just please, hit. baby Jesus, give, kick give us me, a field goal. Give me 65% from beyond 45. And give me eighty five percent from forty five to thirty five, and I want automatic from there in. Is that too much to ask for? That's it. Yeah, with our special teams, it kind of is. But yeah. let's hope this kid does it. Um, but it was it was it was cool to see. Like right, I, right, I, I knew right. 
I know there was we a lot that. of talk. We you know, we, recruit, we, did, we didn't get the players we needed. So, uh, and, or, sorry, not that we didn't. We, we lost the kicker on signing day. Um, we're worried about kicking now. We, you know, we, have, we have a high school guy coming in that might be able to contend. But right. uh, I think this gives a little more wiggle room and comfortability knowing that uh, our special teams was pretty much the worst it could have ever been last year. So, uh, <laughs> may, may, like I said, all we're asking for is average. Just average. That's it. That's it. You don't we're have to be great. For, you don't have to be great. We're not. We're not asking for Aguero here. Like we're just giving us average. Aguero. I live with average. Average. Average would be really nice. <laughs> That's get, all we want. They're thinking of Aguayo. <laughs> That's who it was. <laughs> it's okay, Jeremy. You're, you're not a names guy. That's that's been established. Um, but yeah, that's great. We need a kicker. Uh, we this podcast we love kickers. You know, no matter what the stats mm. are. Okay, well, you, okay, your guess. Shut up. <laughs> for the record, I meant I meant Aguero because he's a great kicker for Man City. I'm a soccer guy, okay, as people right. probably you know, know. Yeah. and I'm sure he would be a great kicker. So, yeah, yeah, just sure. on you. Yeah. Okay. You okay? You knew exactly what you were saying. Um, but yeah, that's good. We're all four kickers. Uh. So big that's kicker good. podcast. Yeah, big big kicker kicker guys. Except Ooh, maybe maybe we can real. get a kicker we know to come in here and talk about kickers. We will. We will sooner or later. Right now he's with his family in Disney being a great dad. So oh. shout out mm. yeah, shout out to, to great dads taking their children to Disney. Um <laughs> okay, that'll move <laughs> that'll mm-hmm. segue from, from football. Uh let, guys, it's it, it came out yesterday. Let's do some bear bashing. It's uh, Old Miss's response to their NOA. Um, <laughs> basically, in summary, I think Old Miss just kind of said, hey, uh, <laughs> mistakes were made, but Hugh Freeze is, is he can't, nobody, you're not going to touch him. He's, he, did, he did nothing wrong. Uh, we're sticking by them, and basically just kind of gave the middle finger to the to the NCAA. I think um, so. <laughs> it, it's 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 looking like they're going to get hit pretty hard. Um, Dow, what do you what do you think about about Ole Miss? I don't like them. Um, well, nobody does. Nobody. Hot, hot take: We do <laughs> yeah. not like Ole Miss. We don't like them. Uh. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess part of that's just not being like extremely familiar with the whole process and everything, right. you know, like the all all that. But I just I don't understand. Like, what I'm not grasping is how you can say, "Okay, hey, look, we did it. We know we know we messed up. We mm-hmm. know we did some bad stuff." Mm-hmm. But you say that you did it, and you know that you did it. <laughs> And your head coach has no idea that any of this is going on in his program. Right. So that's that's what I don't get. Like, <laughs> that's how I'm like, eh, guys, that kind of sounds fishy. Right. Like, I, so, I mean, there's just there's just no way. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. You know what you're trying to do for your you know your program, your mm-hmm. job, whatever it is. Like, you're not gonna sit there and be like, hey, I'm gonna go out, and I'm gonna pay kid so-and-so this much money to even come here and then i'm gonna look like a really good recruiter and assistant right. but i'm not gonna tell coach freeze right right like or <laughs> or the guys you know in the the boosters and all that other stuff like hey you know we're gonna 
we're going to sweeten the pot for this kid to get here, you know, and it'll just, it'll all look okay when they get here. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's just what doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, I don't know how you can have one and not have the other. Right. I mean, I get it. You know, I would, you know, this sort of thing pops off in Starful. I want people coming out of the, you know, the wazoo saying, hey, Dan didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. I, I get where you're coming from going to bat for your coach. Right. But at the same time, like, I don't, I just don't understand how all that happens. And Freeze is just sitting in his office getting ready to go meet with the next hottie totting club or whatever the hell right. it is he does. Right. No, just like, no clue that it's, that what's, what's going on. Yeah. With like, oh, hey, hey, let me call him and see how the recruiting trail is. <laughs> you know, like, that's just because, and, and I don't know. I mean, none of the three of us are college football coaches. No. But from what I've seen, you know, and, and heard, and, you know, just being around recruiting and whatnot, the bigger the recruit and the more that a school wants them, the head coach usually gets involved at some right, point. Right, right. You, you would think he'd kind of be leading the charge. Right. And, you know, they're not going out and paying a, an Ole Miss Legacy's great nephew mm-hmm. for a preferred walk-on spot. Like, mm-hmm. the ones that they're talking about, you know, these infractions happening for are the ones that – or, you know, the big-time recruits. Right. So you got to think that out of one of these cases, somehow Freeze had to have crossed paths with it. So, had like, to. what, is he walking out Is he walking out the front door and <laughs> and the, the coach is just leaving his lunchbox in the in the living room and yeah. said, oh, I'll pick it up next week? Like, I don't – like, what's what's going on here? I don't – that's just what – that's what doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, there's the, – the, if you ask me, there's no there's no way – there's just no way that he that he genuinely had no idea that that was going on. That, I mean, you're the, you're the right. head coach. It is your program. You were the man in charge. You have to know the ins and outs of your assistants, what they're doing, how they're recruiting. You have to know that. If you don't know it and this is going on, that's just as bad as you knowing that it's going on and letting it happen. Like, Absolutely, guys, guys, guys y'all are forgetting though. He was in Haiti. He was busy. He was <laughs> oh, scheduling he was his fake funeral. He <laughs> was scheduling twelve bowl games for this year. He had a lot on his plate. Why are y'all forgetting that? He had like, a lot going on. That's true. He obviously that's was true. delegating and didn't know this was going down. <laughs> like, like this, how whole... are y'all not seeing this picture? Okay, he was in Haiti. <laughs> the whole God. like the. The big like threat, you know, the big worry, the that lack of institutional control, like you not having any idea that any of this is going on, mm-hmm. tells me that there's even more of a lack of institutional yeah, control that's, yeah, that's, than you being knowledgeable of it and just trying to cover it up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so you're, it, say, you're saying he's pretty much saying just because I didn't know about it and it happened, don't penalize me. Right, he's right, say, exactly. He's saying, he's saying hey. Our coach had no idea, but it did happen, but our coach didn't know, so our coach right. is in the clear. It's not his fault. It's not his fault he had no idea that was going on in his own program. Just, God, just get, rid of, well, get rid of the boosters. I, I, get rid of the I assistants. hope they bring the hammer of Thor down on them. <laughs> like, I want so many bad things to happen after them literally looking at the NCAA today and just throwing them the middle finger and saying, Exactly. All right, look, they threw him the middle finger. Dude, you're worst. Yeah, they threw him the middle finger. They said, okay, look. 
Freeze did nothing wrong. This is our guy. We're gonna we're gonna fight tooth and nail for him. I'm telling you right now, that's that's a lot worse. The NCAA is gonna come down on them a lot worse now than if they would have just said, "Okay, all right, Freeze is gone. We'll do a little bit more self-imposed, you know, sanctions or whatever, you know, bowl bans, lost scholarships, that stuff." Um, I think I think they would they would have got off a lot. Uh, easier had they done that. Dal, you got something? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like you know you're talking about the NCAA like coming down on them. I think that they have to. They do. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, and and not just from the sense that you know sticking the middle finger, almost giving them you know saying, "Huh, we ain't worried about y'all." Right. But me and some some buddies were talking earlier, and I think you have to make it really really bad because if you don't. Then Ole Miss just gets off easy, like right. like we like we were talking about. If you say, okay, we're gonna take a couple more scholarships from you, you know, y'all have already done a few, so we're gonna take a couple more. Mm-hmm. Y'all did a y'all did a one year bowl ban, so we won't hit you with another. Right. Uh, we'll suspend Coach Freeze for three games. <laughs> if, yeah, if that's the, that's three bowl games though. Well, that's but, <laughs> but that's the case that if you suspend him for three games. He's not even missed an SEC play. Right, right. Like uh, a couple of like, if they attack only tacked on a couple more scholarships, like if you only lose ten scholarships or something like that, you can get over that mm-hmm. in a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, it's it's when you start really bringing it down. You know, twenty, thirty scholarships. Like when you lose a substantial number of scholarships, spread out over over a lengthy little period of time, that's when it actually hits your program. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. hey, you're going to lose a couple this year. Like, if it's all, I mean, essentially, if it all boils down to they did it to get a one-year penalty, then, I mean, th- what was, there was no problem. I mean, yeah, in their that, eyes, you know. Yeah, was, that's a win. That's it was a victory all, for all Miss. Right. It was all worth it. Yeah. Like, hey, we, we did all this, and we had to sacrifice one year. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, heck, who's to say that it wasn't going to be your down year anyways? I mean, considering some pieces that you lose, like, mm-hmm. it was all worth it. I mean, hell, you went to the went to the Sugar Bowl. and yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then, yeah, that's that's a victory for, uh, for Ole Miss, I think. But I, I think I really do believe the fact that they – they were there, you know. They're standing their own ground against against these allegations. They're standing up to the NCAA and they're saying, "Hey, we don't think we don't think we did it. You know, Freeze did anything wrong. You know, he's our guy. We're going to stand with him." I think the fact that they're really going to try and fight this, uh, I, th- I think that's just the hammer's going to come down pretty hard in Oxford and. Uh, if, I, from our standpoint, it's going to be it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Uh, Jeremy, you got anything else to add? Guys, he was in Haiti. Why? Okay, <laughs> why are you standing up for this man? Why? I'm what? It, it's called sarcasm, lad. It's called sarcasm. I know. That, that, I know. Don't let Jeremy lie. That's Jeremy's uncle. <laughs> he no, because he knows. Jeremy knows. He's got an old Miss brother that listens to this. So Jeremy's hey, got to save a little lawyer. face. He's got That's a lawyer. Right. Yeah, yeah. You better tell him. Well, we need to lawyer up if he gets. I think. I need to go we'll back figure. and go back and look at the the release today. But I think 
I think your lawyer may have been listed in there as a bag man. Just saying. Oh, 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 oh. I'm all right. I, I accused him the last two Thanksgivings of being a bag man, so you're way back on that one. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, did y'all see this on Twitter? In Old Miss's response, they actually put a uh, tweet of a of a gif or a gif, whatever, one of the two, uh, of a Leo Lewis tweet. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, uh, student athlete thirty nine. They put <laughs> they put a tweet that he did in their response saying that he was purposefully trying to uh, besmirch the uh, very morally high-standing nature of the University of Mississippi. I thought that was absolutely hilarious that they went as far to uh, try to <laughs> try to put a tweet. <laughs> I think that that's very 2017 of them. Um, I, I don't I don't really think that's gonna hold much merit either. I saw uh, I saw something earlier, and I would love to see them love to see him do it. And it was the best thing that Leo Lewis could do would be to change his number from forty four to thirty nine. <laughs> yes, I, Just, I really, really, really want that to happen. Uh, that that would be that'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, I I, I think this this is a very I mean, we didn't learn anything, you know, new. Uh, we knew basically. We figured this was going to happen. Them, them backing Hugh Freeze the way they are. And to to me, I just this doesn't look this doesn't look good for them. Um. So it it'll be fun to watch this all unravel. Um. And that's I, I think that that's pretty much it for that. Um. What we're gonna do now? Let's get we uh, we 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 got on the Twitter uh, and we asked you guys to send us in some questions. We didn't get that much. Uh, clearly, you guys don't like us as much as we think you do, but that's fine. I mean, so much for the spin zone of we picked out our favorites. No, it's look. I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. <laughs> but there's some good questions. Um, Let's get into these questions. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. Um, first, it comes from my man Will Lawrence. I got I kind of got in a heated discussion with him last night, but it was all in in, uh, in the name of of debate. Uh, he asked us, "Should Jake Mangum hit the first pitch or not when he's up to bat?" Now, Dal, you and I talked about this, and I said, "Look, I'm I'm gonna say it right now, Jake Mangum." He's too aggressive at the plate for my liking. He just he is. He swing. I know, and I know whatever the bat net three thirty batting average. That's just who he is. He's an aggressive batter at the plate, but he's just too aggressive for me. Just sit on a couple, okay? There was a predicament last night where we had the bases loaded, or Monday night bases loaded. Mangum's up the bat. He does what he always does. He sees that fastball first pitch. He swings at it. Grounds into a double play. We had no outs at that point. Grounds into a double play. I think we only scored one run. We had the bases loaded. We're trying to make a comeback. And that that just that just infuriated me. I was tired. I was you know a little delusional. Um, but that just that, it irked me. It irked me. I know. I know. I know he's an aggressive batter. I know he's a great batter. He's good at putting barrel on the ball. 
But in that situation, they had that sidearm pitcher for Southern in. He was throwing just junk, sidearm, you know, away from the plate. Everybody's swinging at it. He hits Cody Brown, the batter before, to load the bases. And Mangum comes up. He's not The guy's not throwing strikes. Just sit on a couple. Sit on a couple. Make him, you know, make him throw a strike. Make him throw a better pitch. That That ball... That pitch was a questionable pitch. Dow, you said that. It was pretty it was it was high. He swung at it, hits into a grounder, double play, and just like that, you know, that it, it's done. We'd strand runners like we always do. And that just kind of made me mad. Um, what, what are y'all are y'all okay with his aggressiveness? Should he swing at the first pitch or not? What what do you got, Jeremy? One hundred percent agree. He should swing at the first pitch because that's what he does. Ah, uh, see, it's, I mean it's, that's fine. Look, that's fine. That's fine. But in that because situation, we're talk, okay, and this, are, we ta- are we saying first pitch of the game from the, the series? No, first pitch of his at bat. Any time? Any time, any time. Any time? I mean. Any time. And remember, pitch, any time pitchers are starting. that Pitchers are catching on explained. and they're throwing in bad pitches in first pitches, which is smart. But, I don't. I mean, it's just what he makes his living. He's a slap hitter. It'd be one thing if he were, like, looking for an inside fastball. He's just looking for a pitch. He can just get good barrel to, which he gets good barrel to a he lot. Does, he, he just does. He, he hits does. a lot of grounders. He's trying to find little gaps. And if he, I mean, if somebody has to literally move more than seven feet to get the ball, he's probably going to beat it out. So I'm okay with him swinging because, like I said, he he went two for four the other night. I mean, he's he's still batting. Like I said, he's not batting 400 like last year. He's still batting 330, doing what he's doing. So I'm not going to question the guy. He's he's definitely one of our hotter hitters too right now. So I'm going to say, Mangum, swing away. Mm. Uh, Dad, I, what do you got? I just, I disagree. Right. I just, right. I have to look. I mean, he, he, it is, it is his mantra. It is. You know, he, he wants to find a pitch early in the count that he can hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got a last year. Part of he, he was very successful hitting early in the count. Yes. Because yeah. teams saw this true freshman at the top of the lineup. And saying we're going to challenge him with a fastball, mm-hmm. you know they're wanting they don't want to put in they didn't ever wanted to put the first batter of the game on base, so they were going to throw him strikes. So when he got a fastball, he was ripping it. Mm-hmm. Well, now he, they're using that aggressiveness against him, and it's like I, I said yeah, last I night so when when I told you that was a questionable pitch. Mm-hmm. Teams know that he's looking for a first pitch fastball. That one was like you said, it was up and even outside some. Mm-hmm. He just he saw fastball. He slept. Yes, he put it in play, but he didn't hit it that hard, right to the shortstop. And even for the fastest guy on our team, it's a double play. Right. If if that's the pitch you're looking for, I promise you're going to be able to get that pitch at some other point in the at bat. Right. right. That's right. not the only time he's going to throw you a fastball off the plate outside. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. So I think that he needs he's, to kind of focus his approach a, a little bit. He's such a hitter, though. Like, he's wanting him to throw that outside pitch to where he can just push it well, down the line and leg out doubles. Because if, well, no, if, if he can get it down the line, down that third baseline, or if he can just push it over the shortstop and make the center fielder and left fielder converge, he's going to turn that into a double. Like, I'm I'm totally okay with that. The high ball, yes, that was, that was not a good pitch to swing at. But if they throw him that outside pitch, Swing at that all day, line that ball to that third baseman, and get it past him. I mean, hit hit, hit the hit the ball at freaking Robertson this weekend. Hey, by the way, John, know his mom coaches at Baylor. I hate you. I, I, I hate you so much. No. no, but I mean, I agree. Like he is, he does a great job. He does a really he I mean, does he does phenomenal job of hitting it where it's pitched. Right. If it's inside, he's pulling. If it's outside, he's going the other way with it. But 
like just my my only problem with it is you know the way and if you you pay attention to him batting like he's always he's always choked up a little bit because like you said he's not a power guy mm-hmm. he's looking to slash it and just put it in play so he does he's not going to be able to t- cover the whole or the whole plate or even off the plate like to where he can hit it with the sweet spot of the bat mm-hmm. like if they're going to throw it off the plate let them throw it and especially like you said lad he just hit the guy before you and right. you don't even see a you don't even see a pitch right right he 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 hits Cody Brown he's not throwing strikes i'm just saying look i know you're aggressive i know you're still you're still a great batter you can throw right. play but just like bases loaded, no outs, man. Sit on a couple. Sit on it. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care how aggressive you normally are every time you step to the plate. But in that situation, be a little bit more patient. We had we had a huge opportunity to bring in a lot of runs, bases loaded, no outs, and then he just hits into a, uh, a double play, and that's that's. I think we still we scored a run, but. That was, that was it. it. That was it. When we could have had a lot more. That was my only problem with it. Um, that that in that situation, I didn't want him swinging at the first pitch. But I mean that he like you said he that's what he does. He's good at it. In that situation though, I just I I thought he was too aggressive. I thought he was too aggressive. All right. Next question uh, comes from some nerd. Named Richard Petty. Wait a minute, the NASCAR guy. Yeah. Oh, wow! Guy. NASCAR we, Hall we, of Fame legend Richard Petty coming in to talk to us. Uh, what's his question? Let's see. His question is: Is there a worse way to lose than the way Auburn lost on Monday? <laughs> was that that? Was that that late inning come from that behind late, Florida that, State? That late in? inning botch that they had. Yeah. Uh, short and sweet, Richard. Uh, for me, that's a pretty tough way because that was all you needed. To do. You were, I think, one one out away from winning that game. One strike. One strike one away from winning that game, and then Florida State comes back. That's a pretty that's a pretty tough way to lose a ball game. I'm gonna, I'm going to say there is a worse way, and it's called Jameis Wilson throwing the ball to Kelvin Benjamin with seven seconds left in the national championship. That that's is probably also, a worse way for Auburn. To that's lose. always yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough way for Auburn to lose. Dow, you got anything? Um, well, this one kind of resulted in a uh, Auburn win, but Leon Berry dropping a wide open ball on the twenty yard line to where mm. you could have kicked a field goal to beat Scam Newton. That's mm. a pretty shitty way. To, or crappy, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> hey, okay. language. Okay, you can, you can say this. We can only words. say bad words when we talk about that baby back bitch, Marinari. Okay. Uh, Jeremy's mom. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Love yeah. You, <laughs> uh, we're coming to visit soon. Cook sausage balls. <laughs> we got, we got, we got, we got to go catch those fish down in the pond once the fertilizer <laughs> clears out. <laughs> but uh, that that was a that was a pretty tough one to lose. Right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty terrible. One strike away, <laughs> that's and rough. then that's you blow from, from a you super blow regional. it to go into right. You blow it. That was in in regular time. Like that was mm-hmm. in the ninth inning. Yeah, yeah. and then you. Go to extras and then blow it again. Like that's, and then yeah, Florida State just takes care of you the next day. Like that's rough. That's yeah. you had it. You had it right there. You were a strike away from a super regional. Um, yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. NASCAR's own Richard Petty. I hate that for you, man. 
But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Good to know we got a celebrity. Good to know we got a NASCAR celebrity listening to the pod. All right, that's pretty cool. Um, this one, this one, next one comes from uh, the goat himself. Uh, no, not no, Mr. G Oat. Okay. We're protecting sure. his identity. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, we're not, Jimmy. It's Brent Rooker. Uh, he tweeted out during the rain delay. Um, I forget which rain delay it was. There was a lot of them this past weekend in Hattiesburg. Uh, he asked the question, uh, don't do any math, just give your knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> Can 700 trillion golden retrievers fit inside the continental U.S.? Jeremy, what do you think? I voted in this poll, and knee I jerk reaction. with a resounding... Do what? It's a knee-jerk reaction. Don't think what? Knee- what'd you say? Yes. You said you, these 700 yes, trillion they, golden retrievers. Yes. They can... Okay. Right. I now, mean, I can fit 100 in my apartment, so, I mean, if my apartment can hold 100, I'm pretty sure I could fit... How do you know your apartment... You have a small apartment. How do you know you can um, fit 100? Yeah, but you're putting them on top of each other, so no, it's not like, I think... No, he replied, uh, he replied to it and said you cannot stack them. You can't do it. I still can put them side by side, and I can fit a hundred in my apartment. No, oh, that's a lot, dude. Seven. That's hundreds a lot in a small apartment. Seven hundred trillion in the. Talk about the continental U S. Okay. Yes, U S. No, 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 you can't. No. Yeah, think, no. Like, how many people are in this country? Not seven hundred trillion. I'm not saying there's seven hundred. I'm asking how many people are in this country. Think about seven hundred trillion people standing shoulder to shoulder. Could you fit that many people in the United States? No. No. Think about all the land we're not using in the United States. So Montana, there's like seven people living up there. (laughs) Still, it's just not happening. That's far fetched. Think of the think of the mountain ranges. We could literally put people on the mountain ranges. That's the thing too. Like no, nobody's living in the mountain ranges. Like we're talking about stat. Like putting them in the continental U.S. No. We're using every bit of land we can. So they're going up the Rocky Mountains. They're going up thousands of feet. You got, not you got ha- golden retrievers thousands of feet above you. Seven hundred trillion. Though, that's still a no. lot of golden retrievers. No, no doubt. I'm saying that's you can't do that. I really, no. I really don't think you could. Um, what a question, though. That's a, think about that's all the curveball. skyscrapers. You could fit like probably. Thousands of them in skyscrapers. No, uh, you, you said, said we're no using stacking. the land, not, yeah, we not said buildings. No stacking. Don't don't flip flop. When are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How do you get seven hundred trillion? We're gonna have we're gonna have to breathe seven hundred trillion. When did we say we couldn't use buildings? Did he say you just that? said no we're buildings? using all the land. No, I'm saying we're using everything at our disposal. <laughs> I'm still saying no. Seven hundred trillion is a lot. I'm just saying there are millions of people that live in New York City. Yeah. And then there's now imagine seven. every apartment in U.S. City with like a hundred, you know, golden retrievers in it. We're gonna. What get kind of little... apartments are you living in, man? <laughs> that you can fit a hundred dogs in there? You living in a mansion, bro? Where are you yeah. living, dude? You can't it's put ten in every. <laughs> ten. Like ten to fifteen ten. in every room. My living what? room is big enough to hold twenty-five. I think so, dude. No. You can't put twenty-five people in your living room, much less twenty-five golden retrievers. Jeremy, yeah, you really can't. Yeah, we could fit twenty-five. Your, your apartment gets very crowded when there's like seven people in there. Yeah. I'm oh, saying, crazy. I'm saying it's a no. I don't, I don't. There's no doubt in my mind. You're not a numbers guy, Jeremy. I don't think you understand the severity of seven hundred trillion golden retrievers. Okay, look. I just put don't... this in context. The 
the population of the United States is only like just over 320 million. Yeah. Think about that, Jeremy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We're not using any of the land in the Midwest. There's no one in Montana or Idaho or on the Rocky Mountains. You're not going to put that many of them in, like, you're not going to put 700 billion out there. If I'm having to, I'm going to, yes. If, I, if, I, if you're telling me I have that's to. That's okay. Now you're, now, you're bordering, now you're bordering on animal cruelty, I, I feel like. You can't just all shove I, them that, in that, one No, spot, that's man. not part of the scenario. That is not part of the scenario. You're, Do you you're just saying, ask me? You're trying if to you put them in 700 trillion dogs, I'm putting them in there. Think about the length of a golden retriever. Yeah. Like, it's just not happening. They're big dogs. They are. They're, they're, they're You're dogs. having to put them nose to butt. Not happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, side You're by gonna... side, not nose to butt. Side by side more. You can fit, like, three in a six-foot area. If you put side by side, then you can't go as far up and down. Like, it works <laughs> the same way, man. Your Tetris is in there. It's not like it's difficult. You have a know. row of side I by just... side, and then a row of butt by butt, and then a row of side <laughs> by side, and a row of butt by butt. It's not hard. I just, I just don't it's, think that's a possibility. It's not I really happening. don't. I not really don't. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, we're seven hundred trillion. Give me, give me a, give me a smooth gazillion. I don't know what's that's, the next okay. number. Now you're just being obnoxious. All right. The next question. This uh, is Trump's America. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> okay. Qu- quick, quick question. If we get 100 golden retrievers, I'm sorry. You try to put them all in your apartment. (laughs) Wait, if we get, if we go, if we get, if we get 100 golden retrievers, can we put them all in your apartment? (laughs) That's okay. That's that's what we're doing. We can do that the last day before I move out. That would be our. That would be the thing we do. (laughs) I will show you right now. It's going to be a bear empty apartment, and I guarantee you, we're going to get probably close to 250 in this. No, no. I think we're tapping out at maybe 30. There's, there's no way. There's no way you There's can fit. No doubt, in my mind. No you way you can fit a hundred golden retrievers in your in your apartment. Can't do if it. If you let me line this now, we need cooperative. We can't have them moving around. When I put up, they're dogs, place, Jeremy. What do you mean there. they can't move around? They're dogs. Yeah, like how? Like what are you? Like how are you gonna do that? Time. I'm this, talking well trained dogs. This, this isn't a hundred airbags. I'm not talking about Maggie over here. that's just running around freely. Hey, okay, that's because I I care about my dog being happy. Don't bring her into this. Don't bring Maggie into this. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> that was a heated debate. That was a heated I, debate. I think, I think I won that argument. No, you absolutely did not. <laughs> no, next you lose. Question, next question comes from Blake Scott uh, at BA Scott 2010. He asked, starting rotation at LSU, Pilk, then Billingsley, or Gordon? I'm going to say right now, I don't, no, Gordon. See, I don't want to see Gordon <laughs> touch the mound starting a game. Maybe come in relief, that's okay. But in his past two starts, he has given up two home runs in the first inning. A little sabermetric for you. That's not good. Not good. So, I would say Pilk, obvious. That's, that's a definite. Um, Billingsley, I don't know. What do, you, what, do you, what do you guys think? No, I'm going Denver. Okay, so yeah, you're, going Pilk, you're going Pilk, McQuarrie, and then game three if necessary, who do we throw? Billingsley. Um, th- that that that'll be game one in Omaha, so I don't think oh, we really okay. need to worry about yeah. that. Well, <laughs> if, if it does happen, Pill could be rested by then, so yeah, um, don't have to worry about it. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you know, I don't know, something happens and they cut out the lights or something, and we we get cheated out of game two, then yeah, I guess Billingsley would go game three. Right. Okay. All right. So I, I, I'm just not McQuarrie. jumping on the. I mean, not it's not that I'm not on the bandwagon with Billingsley. That was a great performance, but yeah. I, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with Cole Gordon and the SEC tournament. It's like we were all high on him. It's like, man, we wouldn't start game one, but it's like 
Yeah, that was just one game. Let's see a little more consistent. So I say Lee Billingsley in his uh, game three role. Uh, but De- Denver's been that Saturday guy now for like seven weeks. So he's mm-hmm. he's comfortable in that role. And uh, he's, pitched, he's pitched well. Like I said, he hadn't gotten the praise because, like I said, he's still just struggling to keep the pitch count low. He always has to come out like the fifth or sixth inning because he's like at 80 or 90 pitches. But he rarely gets taken out because he's just getting absolutely shelled. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's been pitching well. Yeah. So I, I, I like him in that Saturday role. He's more – He's a good guy to pitch after Pilt because he still gives you a lot of dynamicism. Right. <laughs> that was a terrible word. Uh, dynamic yeah, ability yeah, because uh, he, he, he throws well. He's got a good curveball. Uh, when he's on, he's just as effective as Pilt. So uh, I think he's good in that role. And then Billingsley's your guy that's just going to come in there, and he did it against Southern, just pitched the contact and made him make him beat you, and Southern wasn't able to do that. So I like him as a Sunday guy. Right. All right. Okay, I can get I can which get on be, more with that. Will, which will be Monday, so yeah. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. I said, we'll, we'll not be till the hall show again. Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> very yeah, confident, I, very confident. We're taking the two game sweep. Um, next question comes from Chase at One Good Dog, spelled with two G's. That's pretty cool. Um, Chase asks us, can our pitchers cool down the LSU bats? Or will we need ten plus runs to be in it? That's a good. That's a good question. Um, LSU is hitting pretty damn well right now. Uh, I don't doubt. What do you think? Do we need ten plus runs to stay in this game? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I really don't. Like I said, I know that. I know they put up some big numbers on us mm-hmm. the other weekend in Starkville, but I I don't think that'll be the case again. Yeah, they. They scored some runs this weekend, but they, one, they were playing southeastern Louisiana, which don't get me wrong, they're a good ball club. Right. I mean, they're, right. They're, they are. They really are. But they just don't have the quality pitching um, or depth that, I mean, even a depleted bullpen like ourselves that, w- that we would have. So, and then Rice, I mean, yeah, Rice was Rice was really hot at the end of the year. That's what Rice won, like, eight games the first two months of the season and then won 20-plus the next the next month and a half. I mean, they were hot, mm-hmm. but they they weren't pitching it well. And I, and I think one thing that kind of gets lost in the, the pitching with it, and I didn't realize it until they were talking about it last night, and I need to knock on wood because it may happen this game. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't make a ton of errors. So I think with a team like LSU – if we can just throw strikes and let them put the ball in play, we can get them out without them hanging just huge numbers. Right. So I I, I don't think I don't think we need ten. I think okay. if we can, I think five is the magic number. You know, if five or five or better, you know, five six runs, and it's we're, we're right there, we're right there to win it. Because mm-hmm. I think they're going to give up runs. You know, I don't. I think Lang and Poche while as dominant as they may have been, I think they're going to give up runs. Heck, they gave up runs to us they, at Starkville. They, they gave up runs at this regional this past weekend, and, too. And, and that's one thing. Like, they, I mean, as good as they were, they threw a bunch of pitches that the guys were hitting. And, I mean, I think that the way that we're swinging the bats right now, we're going to be able to score if we can pick up some of those timely hits, you know, yeah. just, just a little bit. So, like I said, I think five or six, okay. we're in good shape. All right. I'm, I'm going to go out and say it's not so much. I think five or six is a good thing, but for me, I think the keys, keys that will be 
under three, and under three meaning under three walks per game. We can we just can't walk people right. consistently. Right. I understand you're going to have some tough at bats, but that's where we because every game it's he's like we we rarely have games where we just give up like four runs, three runs, two run innings. Mm-hmm. We just have one stupid inning every right. single game. And it's yeah, so if we if we can and it's <laughs> yes, it's been the eighth, and it's just been games where it's just been. Just huge numbers. I mean, just big numbers coming across in one inning. And it's usually because we walk two and three in one inning. So I'm going to say that as big as it would be to say, oh, we need to score seven, five or six or seven runs, I'm just going to say we can just keep the walks down. Our defense is super sound. We we found a an ability to, like you said, we don't make a lot of errors. We hardly make any. We're, we're, we're really doing well. Knocking on some wood. Don't worry, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I like our ability in the field. I mean, our, like I said, if our pitchers can just throw strikes and just force teams to beat us, I mean, yeah, they can hit the ball. But like I said, if, I mean, we're going to hit the ball well too. I, I doubt that we're going to go out there. I mean, they they have some good pitching, but like I said, we hit their pitching before. Right. We're ready for it. We're going to hit it yeah. hard. I think I think we got. Like I said, this is the best nine hitters we've had going into a game all year. We know what our lineup should be, and I say that knowing that probably Brad probably won't make the starting. Somehow yeah. we'll screw that up. But you yeah. know, if we have our lineup the way it's been. I feel comfortable that we're going to get five to six, and okay. like I said, if we if we don't walk through, if we can walk under three, and like I said, space them out, maybe walk one one inning, then walk one another. That's fine. Like I I can live yeah. with like one out walks every once in a yeah. while. Yeah, right. that's going to happen. You're going to have some tough at bats, some nine pitch at bats that are going to mm-hmm. force you to try and throw a perfect pitch, and you're going to miss by that much. I understand that, but like this whole you know that game that we lost to South Alabama, I think we lost we walked eight people. You can't yes. you just can't do that. You no. can't do that, and especially against an elite team like Florida or. LSU and we're gonna have to play near perfect baseball. Oh, yeah. You just can't do it. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna see his. Do we need to score over ten and raise him? We need to keep it under three walks. Is that that sound about right, Dal? Glad three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what. And you said it best. Like I think the biggest thing is that we could even probably you know get away with raising that number to like four. Yeah. Or, or you probably but, get away with four as long as it's spaced out. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what when as soon as you said it, I was like, "That's a great point." Like our biggest problem is, and it always seems to come the inning after we score a run or two. Yep, is we'll come back and we'll walk a batter or two and give them the opportunity to get to get some runs back. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, they they need to be spaced out. Like if we if we walk one batter, you know, every other inning, that's like you fine. said that that one out walk where. We let, you know, nothing comes of it, and we get out of it, and we end the game walking four or possibly even five, whatever. Yeah. But, like you said, when you walk eight batters and you walk two or three in innings, in back-to-back innings, that's when you get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you just can't make those kind of mistakes. LSU's going to take advantage of that. They're going to hit. They're yeah, going to put absolutely. ball in the play and put pressure on us. And as much as I like our defense, you just can't keep putting your defense in tough situations where they're having to make those split-second decisions where – you know, do I throw the ball to third right here? Do I try to turn the double play? Do I just need to throw it across the diamond? That's putting your defense in tough situations. You're walking people. And I'd rather just – we just need to have the fundamental simple plays. And the best way to do that, don't walk people. Make them earn their right. Make them get base hits. Don't make them – don't give them free passes. It's, the, it's a simple thing to say, but we have struggled with it all year that, that I feel like we're just beating a dead horse by saying, guys, just throw strikes. Just throw strikes. Let's try That's that out. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw strikes. I'm with you. Throw strikes. Uh, okay, yeah. So, I think we're all in agreement. It's not going to take ten plus runs. Um, I, I just, I feel confident. Feel confident about this this weekend, fellas. 
Um, I, I didn't feel confident until about 35 minutes ago when this podcast started, but y'all talked me into it. So good yeah, job, guys. Yeah, because we're very persuasive. We're very, we're very good at persuading. Um, that'll do it for the questions. Let's get into our last two segments, as always. Um, Doghouse and Top Dog. Um, do any of you guys, you, you want me to start Top Dog, or Doghouse? Yeah, you go. Okay, alright, I'll, I'll start it off then. Uh, my Doghouse, uh, it's going to be the Hattiesburg Regional Umpires. You guys did a terrible job, uh, you know, calling this regional. It, it wasn't just the, you know, the, the last game of the regional against us in Southern Miss. It was, it was pretty much the whole, the whole weekend. I think was, was um, botched by you fine folks. But I will bring out the um, the fine points of that title game, that winner take all game, uh, Monday night. You had the awful call with Mangum tagging up uh, when the center fielder caught, caught it deep. Uh, he tagged up from first to second. Uh, the one of the one of the umps called him. He said he tagged too early, so he called him out, which was just erroneous. Uh, in by all accounts, he was you know the side by side picture was just crystal clear. Soon as the guy caught it, Mangum left. Um, and then we'll you know we'll play two sides of the coin. It was it was bad for Southern Miss too. There was a late late call where maybe maybe the guy uh, you know digging it out the first was safe. Uh, he was called out, and um, I forget I forget the coach for Southern Miss. What's his name? You, you, uh, Barry. 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 Yeah, he was livid. Uh, went out to Yale, got tossed. Uh, by the way, he, he looked like, uh, you guys remember Mike from Breaking Bad? He looked just like yeah. him. Just like <laughs> him. Uncanny. Uncanny resemblance. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my doghouse. <laughs> Hattiesburg Regional Umpires, you guys did a terrible job. Uh, but hey, we won it, so I'm not that mad at you. Uh, Jeremy, who's in your doghouse? Uh, my doghouse this week, uh, I'm putting... Putting a face people probably won't understand until I explain it, but I'm putting Andy Canizero in my doghouse. Um, um, okay, yeah. You're going to have to explain that one, buddy. Much like you said, the umpiring was terrible. I still want to see Andy Canizero get thrown out of a freaking game. Oh, I feel okay. like this was the weekend okay. to do it. Okay. And I was really looking forward to it, especially that Mangum play, which was just such an awful call. I was sitting there thinking, do it, Andy. Yeah, let's this see the some time. fire. Let's see ignite some fire. the crowd. Ignite the players behind you. There's nothing better that gets a player more amped up for a comeback than when the coach gets thrown out. So as much as people would say, oh, you don't want to lose your coach, it's a strategy. And how epic would have been if Andy's first thrown out would have been in the championship series of the regional, and we would have come back and won it that way. Yeah. And he could. And they, can you imagine them like zooming in on Andy in the parking lot watching it? Like that would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been electric. He'd be up. Too, he'd be so. up in the uh, the right field roost. As, exactly. As yeah. They, as, know. as they have mm-hmm. in in, uh, in in Baseburg, Somebody, uh, somebody's handing him some dumbbells. He's getting some workouts yeah, in the outfield. Yeah, just hitting some curls real quick. Yeah. He's, he's asking where the nearest gym is in between <laughs> innings so he can get a quick set in. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, like, Andy, man, this was the time. Like the umpiring was literally the worst it's ever been all year. I thought this was the time. I just want to see him get thrown out of a game already. Right. I'm ready for it. I lo- okay. I loved it when Cohen would do it. Cohen was always good for a good just right in his face with the sunglasses on, just mm-hmm. nose to nose. I want to see Andy just, like, put that chin up because, you know, he's so short he's not going to be able to reach anybody's face. And, uh, you know, kick some dirt. Throw some 
throw some bad language, you know, go, throw a little hard, like, you mother, whatever you guys say, I don't know. He's going to probably just call him man a bunch of times because that's what he likes to do. But, uh, you know, just do, do do some things to get thrown out of a game. I'm ready to see it. Yeah, maybe it's this weekend. Maybe he does it. I'm sure the LSU crowd would eat that up. But oh, I know that, that would ignite electric. our fans. That would yeah. ignite our fans mm-hmm. and our players. So, mm-hmm. Andy, you're in my doghouse because I'm ready for you to get angry. I know you got it in you, bud. <laughs> Throw some bows. <laughs> I like that. Dow, who you got in the doghouse? Man, you know, y'all, y'all got some really good ones there. And uh, I guess I'm just going to have to go with the obvious. I mean, Cole... No. Mullet no more or Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you go out, you have one bad start. Right. So what? You know, water <laughs> under the off. bridge. Yeah, right. You know, we'll, we'll get them next time, sport. <laughs> oh, well, next time came just a couple days later, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't get them. <laughs> he, 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 did he didn't get them at all. So, <laughs> Cole, you know, lad, you said earlier, I hope we don't have to see him right. in a starting role. Right. But, I mean, you know, like I do with the depth of our pitching staff, if, if something happens, I mean, you know Plumley is a, is a long reliever. Mm-hmm. And after that, I mean, you got to think Cole's one of them that yeah. would be there to eat up some innings. And so, yeah. Cole, you know, come on, man. I mean, just <laughs> do better. Just, just hey, do he, better. He made I up for it with a dinger. He made up yeah, for it with a dinger. dinger. I but, think he needs to go back, and I think he needs to pitch with the American bandana. Ooh, ooh, yes. I like that little little that, grit. That would little, yeah, little, little grit. You know, just walk yeah. out there and have the you know just the, the thing <laughs> hanging from the back of his net instead of a mullet. Have some patriotism hanging from your neck. <laughs> I wouldn't. Mind I like it. All right, that, that's yeah. Get get it together, Cole. Come on. That was not a good not a good showing uh, from you starting for us. Um, let's move on to top dog. Uh, Jeremy or Dal? All right, Dal, kick it off. Who, who's your top dog? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I I got one that probably gonna raise an eyebrow a little bit. Okay. Um, Tanner Pool. Tanner, okay, top, okay. Let's hear this. Tanner Pool, you are my top dog because <laughs> ever since you got removed from the lineup, we've been doing good things, brother. <laughs> So you sit in that dugout and you eat your sunflower seeds and chew your bubble gum, drink that Powerade and cheer your boys on because as long hey, as you've been over there, the, the bats have been better. Uh, he's he's that ninth inning replacement in right field now too. I don't know if y'all noticed that him and Luke hey, are going to third. It's he's got his he's got his. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's fine with me. He is he is the Sam Frost of this team. Oh Lord, I'm, I am okay with that. Even though I. Would really prefer if I never heard that name again. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Tanner, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Jeremy, who you got for top dog? My top dog this week is uh, Joe Boo. Who? Joe Boo. Y'all don't remember the movie Major League? Joe Boo. Uh, you have to do the ritual to wake up bats. Oh. Uh, channeled his little inner Joe Boo. Okay. Okay. You know, our dogs weren't hitting the ball that well. <laughs> and so okay. he decided to literally throw the bats on the ground and say, we got to wake up the bat. And don't you pick them up until you get me seven runs. <laughs> and you know what we did? We went and got seven runs. We, we woke did. up the bats. We told Joe Boo, I wake up bats. Or actually, I guess we told Joe Boo, I do this myself. I don't know. It's, <laughs> you know Joe Boo's a weird superstition. So I guess it's more superstitions <laughs> in my top dog than Joe Boo. But uh, for whatever reason, I feel like that's what people will understand. We we had Joe Boo that we had to deal with this past weekend. And Andy Kinsero said, 
I know how to deal with Joe Boo. I figured this out. And so he literally just dropped the batch in the dugout. And I thought it was such a cool thing. It was such a, you know, as, as, as a podcast that we listen to, all of us listen to, it was just a football guy mood to literally do something so, <laughs> like, literal. Just literally, like, hey, how do you even wake up the bats? I don't know. Dump them out on the floor, and maybe that'll wake them up. Okay, let's do that. So right. I loved it. I thought it was really, uh, like I said, it, and the fact that it worked, it's just awesome. You love it when something like that actually works out. So, uh, right. Joe Boo, you're my top dog. <laughs> that, that one took me by surprise. I like that one. I like that one. Um, all right, for my top dog, uh, I'm going to go with Rain. Rain is my top dog this week. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say it helped us. It helped us. All those rain delays gave us some rest, uh, maybe maybe rested some arms. Uh, also, the rain in that last game Monday night, I, I'm going to say that's what caused USM dropping those, those pop flies. Uh, so, Rain... Plain and simple, you're my top dog. You helped us win that regional. Um, I don't want to see you anymore because rain delays kind of suck. But in this instance, I think you helped us out dearly. And uh, yeah, for that, for that, you're my top dog. Guys, you got any last thoughts? Anything come to mind you want to shout out before we head on out? Yeah, um, just one thing and. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. For the listeners at home, clear your June. Dogs by 90. <laughs> I like that. Can't like wait that. to beat that poser Antoine Duplantis this weekend. Mm. I guess we need to go ahead and start booking rooms. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Hey, maybe. We hey, do, do, we, do we need to assemble the Dream 5 that went through the last night? Okay, well, I minus one. I minus one. one. Minus one. I think we, I think we might. Minus five. one. Nice. The entire team. No, it would really, it would really, you know, I mean, it, it would it just would make really the car glow so so much if we had the Dream Five. It would glow so much. Okay. It would okay. leave a, a, a right. glowing impression on our lives. Okay. It would. I really okay. think we should. Hey, you two can, you two can both glow to hell. Okay, how about that? <laughs> oh. How about that one? Uh, Look at lad. <laughs> I got some stuff. I can say things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, clear June's dog by, dogs by ninety. We're we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna do this thing. That's gonna be it for this show. Uh, this is a long one, so you know. I hope you guys, I hope you guys stuck stuck with us. Uh, it was a good one though. Appreciate Dow coming on as always. Great. great oh man, uh, it was yeah. great to be back. Uh-huh. Great voice, great thoughts, uh, great person. Jeremy, you too. You're pretty good. Um, oh, thanks, Flash. Appreciate that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to you guys next week. Um, and I've said it before, and I'll always say it till the day I die. Hey, Antoine Duplantis, I hate you. Hey.